Some people dream about traveling aboard a cruise ship and some don't. What if I told you that you could be a passenger on a cargo ship? A big container ship. I talked to Joris. His cargo ship travel had a big impact on his life. Crossing the Atlantic Ocean to New York changed his mindset and career choices. He started his own travel agency to offer people the same experience. His story is very touching, thoughtful and inspiring. I cannot wait for you to hear him talk. Welcome to Travel Devil. I'm your host, Clara Frankem, and in a world full of masterism, we're here to talk about unconventional travel. Let's get into it. Could you start by introducing yourself? So tell me your name, where you're from, and what you do in life. I'm uh, Joris van Brie. I'm from Captain Zeppos. Uh, I live for already over 20 years in Antwerp, and Captain Zeppos is an Antwerp-based travel agency. And were you always fascinated by ships? Could you tell me what you were like as a kid? I was all, always interested in ships, you know. When we were little, we went to the seaside a lot, uh, Newport, where you have a lot of sailing ships. And when we were walking there, uh, my father always told us, like, okay, you can pick three and I will buy one of them for you. He never did, of course, but uh, it was also always exciting with my sister to, uh, yeah, no, we will take this, no, we will take this. But at the end, I was waiting for a captain that would invite me aboard to be on a sailing boat, you know, as a little guy. And strangely enough, last summer I did, uh, I was babysitting on a sailing boat at the ship of my neighbor. And I saw a little guy with a captain's cap with his mother walking by and uh, I waved at him like hey come on board and mother said no I don't have time see come on come on and I was I was getting very emotional because I did I did what the other captains didn't I I invited the little guy the little captain on board and it was really like wow he was five years old wow oh really ship and we get into the ship and you know, it's an experience that I will never forget. And, and that's, that's what I like to do, to give other people a lifetime experience. All right. And when you traveled, you traveled mostly alone with friends or with family? The last 10 to 15 years, uh, I traveled each year to, uh, to Turkey because I have uh, family over there. And the last uh, eight years... I traveled to uh, Greece uh, also because I have family over there until I met uh, my biggest experience, travel experience uh, crossing the Atlantic. Uh, but let's start talking about the cargo ship uh, traveling. Could you explain to me what, is it, what it means to travel with a cargo ship? Traveling aboard a cargo ship, what we actually do is we offer people the chance to uh, travel as a, as a passenger aboard a freighter ship. So in order of uh, shipping companies, we give people the possibility to travel aboard of a cargo ship. Big difference between the luxury cruises and our trips are we have maximum 12 people aboard. Uh, so not like 500 or 5,000. Uh, and there is no entertainment aboard. 
So take your books with you, take some uh, drawing pencils. There are a lot of uh, people aboard, let's say like between 20 and 30. Mm -hmm. But for the rest, um, it's uh, what we offer people is time. And yeah, surrounded by nature, air and, uh, and water, uh, you can uh, make excursions also to yourself. So you have a lot of time to uh, explore yourself. Okay. And could you tell me about your first experience on a cargo ship when you went to America? It was uh, in the summer of 2018. I, was, I had a bike trip through the port of Antwerp. Uh, and at a certain time, I was asking myself, like, how would life be aboard? And after a while, I visited the Red Star Line Museum, which is a very interesting museum. Um, and it's all about the two million people who uh, came from all around Europe to Antwerp to uh, go to America to, to get a better future. And I thought to myself, okay, if I will get aboard, then it will be from Antwerp to New York. So it was a 14-day trip. It was six passengers, only six passengers. International, uh, Canadians, uh, an American, English guy. A uh, girl from uh, Austria, um, and then a, a girl also from uh, Canada. Uh, you have your own cabin, three meals a day. And for the rest, uh, we talked a lot. Um, there is no internet aboard, so uh, no social media. Uh, what makes that... Sometimes we start talking for breakfast until lunch, uh, yeah, you have all the time. You can uh, sit on the deck. You can visit uh, the machine room, uh, hold the ship. Uh, but you have time to think. Uh, and that was aboard on the Atlantic Ocean. I was thinking to myself, what will I do? Will I work another 20 years in, uh, in the graphic design world? Or will I change what I'm doing? And, uh, and then I decided to yeah, offer people the same experience because uh, it's, it's amazing. And you wanted to offer people the same experience because there was not the availability of doing this uh, with a Belgian company? Yeah, even more. Uh, we're the only company for the Netherlands and, and Belgium, that uh, travel agency that offers uh, those possibilities. There are uh, a few in Europe, America and New Zealand. Yeah, we're the only Dutch-speaking travel agency that only offers trips on, on Fridays worldwide. Uh, so 86 countries, over 217 ports worldwide. So what you actually did was finding a, a Dutch bridge for the alternatives that already existed, but just like yeah. making them from, for Belgium and the Netherlands. Yeah, I was... I was surprised because we have the, the port of Antwerp here, we have the port of Rotterdam, uh, we have Vlissingen, we, we have Emmade, Amsterdam, Terneuze, Zeebrugge. So a lot of possibilities to leave from here to, uh, let's say, uh, Chile, um, South Africa, yeah, Japan, whatever. <laughs> That's amazing. Can you actually also reflect on the ecological aspect? Because yes, cargo ships are very polluting, but contrary to cruise ships, 
The cargo ship's sole purpose is to transport goods. Because it will sail anyway, a passenger might as well sail along, right? It's uh, eco-friendly because yeah, those cabins that we offer are, as we call them, empty cabins. So they're not used. So you uh, hitchhike on a freighter ship uh, worldwide. And it's not something you use to get from A to B, but uh, being on the way is, is, uh, is the purpose. That's uh, very important because otherwise people will compare these trips to uh, yeah, the transport by airplanes and then uh, the price becomes uh, a problem. How much does it cost to travel on board? We will always tell our passengers it starts from 100 euro a day. 100 euro without the insurance and other expenses like taxes and, and, and things like that. Some, some are also uh, cheaper, but we always tell like 100 euros because it depends on which cabin you choose, the owner cabin or standard cabin. Do you take the cabin with two persons or only one person? It depends also on uh, the on the shipping companies. Some are more expensive, some are cheaper. So uh, it's very hard to say like, okay, that's, that's the price. Do you think you would have a career change um, if you weren't on that cargo ship to America? If there is no extraction, um, if you can keep the focus on what's important, you have time and you travel very slow, you get inspired. And uh, I was thinking to myself, like, yeah, you only live once and every, I think everyone knows that. So, yeah, what will, will we do with, with the next 20 years? Um, and how can I become happy? And I was sure that uh, working in the printing business uh, wouldn't make me happy. So this was such a big opportunity yeah, to enjoy myself, to surround myself with, with very nice people, uh, like-minded people, easygoing people, uh, very interesting people also. And I think that's the, the, the biggest gift uh, that you can have, that you're healthy and be surrounded by nice, uh, interesting people. So money doesn't matter as long as I can pay the bills. So I'm very ambitious, unbelievable ambitious, but this, it has nothing to do with, uh, with money, nothing. Mm -hmm. And um, a question a little bit further from that feeling, and um, who is the target audience? Men, women, it's like 60, uh, 40 at the moment, but uh, women are getting, will book more in the future, I guess. Why do you think so? Some women, they are scared to get on board on a ship with only male workers. But there is, yeah, it's, it's, it's not dangerous at, at all. Are there almost only male workers on the boat or are there also female yeah. workers? There are female workers, but uh, they're very rare. Um, but we had a passenger, uh, the, she was the only passenger to Norway and uh, she was very positive about the crew because they, they were cooking special pancakes for her. And uh, so uh, it was, was very positive uh, for her. Our passengers are 
between 50 and 70. Um, but we have also some young passengers in their 20s, in their 30s. Because younger people, I think at the moment they have a problem with the price because they compare it with the flying tickets. And um, yeah, if you if you see it as a transport, it's slow. <laughs> if you travel from Antwerp to New York, it's 14 days. With a flight, it's just like seven hours. So, uh, but it's not a transport; it's a trip itself that we that we offer. What do passengers need to know before they get on board? Very important is, uh, if, as I told you, there is no internet. Uh, that's the first thing. Second thing is your departure can be delayed, can be earlier as agreed. Um, and also the arriving can, uh, can depend. There are not a lot of cabins, free cabins on the, on the ship. So it's uh, very important to book your trip six months before departure. Otherwise, yeah, there will be no place. And there are a lot of people who are interested in uh, those trips, but not all the shipping companies offer their free cabins. So um, that are the two most important. Uh, And how about seasickness? I have met a pharmacy uh, guy in, in Antwerp. He's a sailing guy and uh, he has pills for, for seasickness. Uh, he sails already like 40 years and... Uh, My passengers told me that uh, they're, they're yeah, very helpful when it gets rough and sometimes it gets very rough. Uh, so it's not like uh, driving on a highway. Um, it's nature, you know. Uh, people don't know anything about nature. If you are on the Atlantic Ocean for six days and you only see sky and water, um, it makes you think that nature is so much bigger as, as us humans. How, how can I explain it? Uh, it? It makes you humble. Yeah, you get, I guess you feel very small compared to the nature. Very, very small. Six days only water, uh, sometimes another ship. You can't escape into your mobile, into your computer, into your TV. Uh, You can't get off board as well. Maybe that's also important to tell people that uh, it's not like, okay, uh, I want to get off board. Most of the ports you can go, but the life is uh, on the ship. But it's more that I want to ask people, like, what do you expect from such a trip? Do you always talk with people who get on board then? I invite them here in our office uh, in Antwerp, the co-foundry, because it's very important to see them and to meet them. Uh, in real life. There they can ask their questions and they get confidence also in Captain Zeppel's book. It's not easy, you know, booking a flying ticket. Most of us know how to do, what to expect, but yeah, entering a terminal and you're the only passenger and sometimes <laughs> guys and girls uh, on the terminal, they say, passenger? No, that's, that, that's not possible. And then they call me and they say, yours, uh, help me, help me. Uh, if they met me, they know, okay, I'm, I'm available. Uh, I, they can call me anytime. Uh, that's very important. Mm -hmm. 
And could you briefly talk me through a typical day on board? Typical day aboard for me was waking um, around six o'clock without an alarm. I wouldn't uh, succeed in that here in, in normal life, but um, I don't know. It was like, I was excited or I don't know. So uh, breakfast at seven, uh, then talking a lot. Uh, sometimes I went back to my cabin to read some for an hour and then fell asleep. And then uh, lunch, quarter to 12. Then going back to the deck, uh, watching, reading, doing nothing. Nothing wrong with that, doing nothing. And then uh, dinner. Sometimes we uh, saw a movie together. Because um, the American had uh, the owner's cabin, very large cabin. So uh, we had some movie nights uh, over there. Dunkirk, I remember. Not a very good movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and writing also. Uh, I had a diary. Uh, and also talking to, to the people from the kitchen. Chef Cock, captain, first officer. Captain was a, a great guy. Um, and then in the night, is it going to bed early again? or? I think I went to bed around nine. If you go from Antwerp to New York... First port was uh, Liverpool and then uh, across the Atlantic Ocean. At, but at a certain time, you can sleep every day, nearly every day, one hour longer because of the, the changing of the clocks. Um, so can, can you be uh, jet-lagged? No, no, in contrary. Uh, you can sleep every day one hour longer. So <laughs> uh, and what people also do is uh, when they get aboard... They sleep a lot. Uh, I had a passenger, he came uh, back from his trip and he told me in the beginning, I, I, I thought that I was, was very ill. He was very scared because he slept so much, but it's, yeah, it's your body that needs the, the, the sleep. And, and because, yeah, here we're so excited and, and we want to do a hundred things a day and, uh, And on board, there is nothing really, uh, it's exciting, but it's another way. Me, myself, I thought also that I, that, that I was ill. And during breakfast, uh, I think it was a Canadian, uh, at a certain time, he, he, he said, yeah, guys, I sleep so much. It's unbelievable. And I was so relieved that, that yeah, for me, it was the same. And <laughs> when I told him, he was also very relieved because... It's uh, yeah, it's a strange thing, but you get so relaxed, and that's why people book a second trip, a third trip, uh, sometimes within a year. So, what do you think is the problem that people have that you can resolve with this kind of traveling? Now, they have an excuse that they don't have to reply on emails, on WhatsApps, um, the whole social media, uh, they can't be called. So they can tell to friends and family, like, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very sorry, but uh, we can't connect for 14 days uh, until three months and take time for themselves. People ask me a lot, like, should I do it uh, alone or 
with my wife, my girlfriend, my boyfriend, my partner, uh, or with my daughter. Or so yeah, I don't know. It's up to you. This is the first choice uh, you have to make. I made my trip alone, and I know why because. You can do 24 hours a day what you want. It's not because your partner asks you, oh, let's go to the deck. And you think, oh, okay, um, well, okay, but you don't fully agree on that for 100%. On the other way, normally in September, August, um, I will go with my father to Finland, a round trip from Antwerp. Uh, I want to be eight days on a ship with my father to to know my father even more than I do now uh, and not talk about politics and the usual things but uh, go deeper you know every day maybe a first trip you do alone a second trip uh, you ask someone uh, with you mm -hmm. could you tell me a strong travel story from somebody that went on board with Captain Zappos Could you tell me a strong travel story from somebody that went on board with Captain Zappos? Yeah, there was there was one passenger. He left the ship with the captain to go and uh, eat and uh, have a drink uh, in, in the city. And then when they came back to the terminal, the guy from the terminal, he said, uh, you can come in to the captain, but you have to stay out to my passenger. It was like midnight and um, I was so glad when I heard the story that he was together with the captain. And that, was, that is what I tell all my passengers. If you get, get off board, take the telephone number of the captain or first officer or whatever. Um, if you're in trouble, you can, you can call them. So they had a discussion, captain and the guy from the from the terminal. And then at a certain time, the captain went to his ship. I don't know what he did, but uh, after a half an hour, um, our passenger could go on the terminal to uh, to the ship. But yeah, if there was no captain and no telephone number, yeah, you stand you stand there all alone uh, without your luggage or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. A quick other story. We were on deck in the middle of the of the ocean. We were on the deck, three of us, the American, the Englishman, and myself. Always looking for uh, for dolphins. It was always the Englishman who saw the dolphins. So the first time, only the, the Englishman. Second time, I saw the dolphins together with the Englishman. But the American didn't see the dolphins. The third time... And so the moment he said, yeah, I will go quick to my cabin and then I will come back. And when he came, came back, we were laughing unbelievable because we saw the dolphins, me for the second time, the Englishman for the third time. But I also had the time to film them because I didn't succeed the second time. So he said, don't tell me that you saw the dolphins again. I said, I can even show you the pictures. He really get mad <laughs> so he never never saw the the dolphins never but because they they didn't came back yet so that was uh was was a story about the dolphins and uh, that's a uh, pretty sad <laughs> yeah yeah 
it was two days, two nights that we could see the stars. So uh, for that, he was very, very thankful. And they really drop on your head. It's, uh, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what would you tell me to convince me to try this way of traveling? Actually, it's very easy. Or you, you will tell me that you were waiting for this sort of traveling all of your life or you don't like it at all. I don't think I have to convince uh, people. I can tell you like, yeah, entering a 300 meter ship is, uh, is unbelievable. Meeting the, the people aboard is, it's, it's, it's great. Um, seeing the dolphins. I'm sure if you book a trip with us and within 30 years, I ask you which trip did you do? You will tell me immediately that trip on a freighter. No doubt about Okay, we come to the end. Now I will have nine questions, which will probably be easy to answer. <laughs> so uh, the first one, how old are you now? Officially, I'm 48, but I feel like 28. How old were you the first time you traveled to another continent? I think six with a ship from Spain to uh, Morocco. What, what's the longest time you've been away from home? Four weeks. Would you rather see a lot of places or get to know one really well? One really well. Would you rather save money on accommodation or pay for a good bed? The last one. What word would you teach a foreigner who wants to learn your language? Um, to believe. Be polite. <laughs> What can't you travel without? Uh, a book. What's your favorite travel song? Uh, something from, from Jamiro Choir. It's holiday, yeah? It's the good move and yeah. Last question. Why do you travel? I travel to get away from uh, daily life and to have time for myself and to talk with, uh, with interesting people that don't live in Antwerp. <laughs> Amazing answer. This was Travel Devil, brought to you by me, your host, Clara Franken. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to continue the conversation or suggest any future guests, you can go to my Instagram, at Clara Franken. Take care and I will see you next Thursday.